0: Welcome to the Inspire CIO Leadership Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Evan McLaughlin. You know, there's no textbook for how to be a great CIO. Technology moves too fast and every organization is different. The best investment you can make in your career is joining a peer leadership network to collaborate with other CIOs for diverse industries facing similar challenges. Inspire CIO brings together leading chief information officers in major cities across the U.S. to share ideas and best practices avoid pitfalls, build community, and recognize leadership excellence through local CIO of the Year or the awards. Leadership Unscripted is where Inspire CIO members connect, refresh relationships, and meet leading CIOs from other chapters. The topic is always leadership, and the goal is always to inspire CIOs to achieve their leadership potential. Find your chapter and join today at inspirecio.com. Today's leadership conversation features Inspire CEO member and Orbi winner Todd Wilson, SVP of IT for Cliff Bar. In his over seven-year career with Cliff Bar Company, Todd has served as SVP of IT and has led the company in technology and digital transformation. Prior to his time at Cliff Bar, Todd began his career on Wall Street as a data warehouse architect before shifting to consumer software. As SVP of IT, Todd is responsible for all technology at Cliff Bar including championing and leading their most important strategic initiatives, such as back office operations, developing efficient and agile future capabilities, and ensuring value creation in all facets of the organization by leveraging technology. Todd leads a team of over 100 employees in their IT department and manages a budget of $25 million. Please enjoy today's leadership conversation featuring Todd Wilson with Frank Bell, founder of Inspire CIO.
1: Hello and welcome to Orby Studios, Todd Wilson uh, of Cliff Bar and Company. It's so good to see you.
2: Thanks Frank, great to be here, great to see you. Uh, thanks so much for including me. It's a, it's an honor and a privilege.
1: Congratulations, I understand that you're a recent Orby winner.
2: Uh, indeed, uh, I think maybe you can see in the back of my screen there. I proudly have it on top of my shelf. Um, it was quite an honor. Um, so many uh deserving candidates uh just to be included in that field was a tremendous honor for me and and for my team as well
1: yeah very excited for you thanks for the great leadership that you're doing uh on behalf of bay area cio i know that you've uh, been a real catalyst for that uh, that north bay uh group um and uh, appreciate all that you've done out there um hey just to kick things off here uh just tell me a little bit about your leadership path you know where'd you grow up and and uh How did that lead you into technology
2: well that's a a good question i would call my path um, certainly unorthodox i grew up in the midwest uh, went to uh, live in long island uh, in high school and right about that time at the age of uh, 12 uh, my parents um, uh, gave us an atari me and my brothers an atari 400xl for christmas one year uh, while my two younger brothers were wrestling over the frogger and asteroids cartridge I found a basic compiler manual tucked in the box. Uh, and that was uh, the beginning of what turned out to be a real passion for software development.
1: So uh, after high school, you know, you took a gap year, you weren't really sure, you took an internship, what 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 happened there that, uh, that took a little bit of an unexpected turn?
2: Yeah, lead, leading up to uh, finishing high school, I did uh, a fair amount of dabbling in software development. Um, Somewhere along the way, found a DBase 3 Borland software package and started uh, developing database uh, applications. Uh, had a, a family friend who had an auto parts uh, business and uh, created an, in, an inventory program for him. And uh, for me, that was just a hobby, a lot of fun. Uh, as I graduated high school, I had the chance to take uh, what I thought would be a one year gap and um, uh, work for a Wall Street firm. Um, during that year, I uh, started hanging out with the IT folks. They were experimenting with new database technologies, including SQL and, and Oracle as a database. Um, and uh, make a long story short, that turned into a software career pretty quickly. Uh, so my one-year gap uh, between um, uh, between high school and college turned into over 20 years because that software career led me to California, uh, started a software. Uh, company along the way, and uh, years later, finally had the chance to do anything that I that I wanted to next. Uh, but realized I had never gone to college, uh, so I then uh, 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 over 20 years later in, enrolled at UC Berkeley, and and uh, uh, of course uh, I had done the software side, so I took up history and studied history uh, for for a few years.
1: Why history?
2: I always had a passion for history. Um, I started looking at the computer science degree. Um, it seemed to be most of what I had already done uh, through my career, uh, so it wasn't quite uh, compelling. I'm sure I would have learned plenty, but uh, then I realized that Berkeley had one of the best history programs in the country. I um, had always had a passion for uh, for history, uh, and it just seemed like the right time for those, uh, those interests to converge.
1: Awesome. So, uh, you joined uh, Cliff about uh, seven and a half years ago. Um, Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so the, the software uh, company I founded prior to that was a business intelligence platform. It was a uh, web-based uh, tool, um, integration of data sources, uh, really the first of its kind at the time. Um, eventually, that led to uh, to being acquired. Uh, but one of our first customers was CliffBar. Bar. And at that time, years before my current role and and position within CliffBar, Bar, um, as a vendor, I really um, admired what the company was doing. They had a values-based approach to doing business. They were operating like a B Corp before B Corps existed, um, and I, I just really uh, uh, wanted to see that uh, more for myself. Uh, when uh, w- when I reached that point, I graduated from Berkeley and was looking for the next big step. Um, I had st- stayed in close contact with uh, uh, the um, the CFO. He had become the CFO at Cliff Bar, and he began to describe this new CIO role that they needed at Cliff Bar all the challenges they were facing, high growth, uh, really trying to keep up uh, with everything that was happening within the company. I thought I'd go and maybe um, you know, spend a year or two trying to help fix things up. Uh, but then beyond that, it probably wouldn't be a long-term path because uh, frankly, it, it didn't seem that exciting. Uh, little did I know it would be quite an exciting journey. Uh, we pretty quickly decided to go into self-manufacturing not long after I arrived. We've had a number of transformational um uh, uh projects that have really put us on the edge of uh of the digital age uh everything from supply chain analytics uh direct to consumer uh, you name it it was a real end to end transformation uh that that never slowed down and so that uh that one year you know boring let's look at the values based approach to doing business turned into a, quite an exciting journey
1: wow so when you joined hundred uh, percent of the manufacturing was uh contract it was someone else.
2: Yeah, that's correct. With by that point, on. we were uh, we were already uh, selling over a billion bars a year. Uh, a billion? In a billion, yeah. And so we decided in 2015 to take on self-manufacturing ourselves. We thought we'd start, start small uh, with a greenfield facility, take on some of that extra capacity we needed. Uh, but along the way, we not only built that greenfield, one of our largest co-packers decided to get out of the private label business and and gave us six months to, to, to take over uh, the facility that was creating the, the majority of our product. Uh, so in the course of about a year, we went from making none of our own product to making roughly 70%. It's probably closer to 80% now. Uh, so big, big transformation when you think about a company that was growing faster than it keep, can keep up with, no manufacturing experience, and then within the course of a year, we had uh, taken over most of our own manufacturing, expanded the number of employees by threefold, um, most of those employees not even uh, having English as a first language, so a big steep learning curve for us as an organization.
1: Well, I have been in your office and and seen some of the uh uh the, the data displays that that monitor the manufacturing lines. Uh, you said that those lines are producing uh, a couple of million bars a day uh,
2: yeah,
1: wow. Uh, and and a good bit of a uh, good thing you have your your analytics uh background a good bit of data involved there,
2: yeah, one of the advantages of uh, of a greenfield facility is that, and and probably not knowing what we're doing as well was to really go in there with some really high expectations around what we wanted it to look like, both from an automation standpoint and a real digital transformation type of environment uh but also from a culture perspective so you think about the the visual dashboards that you saw an example of in our in our corporate office that exists throughout all of our manufacturing lines now and it it doesn't just give real-time information to our shop floor uh, employees but it makes it actionable they are making decisions um, on the shop floor to a person they've got the information they need in real time Uh, they can see the trends before they start happening they can see whether or not they're winning the hour let alone the shift of the day uh, that was something that uh, was at least a day behind, if not more. Uh, we've then taken that and, and tried to apply more predictive analytics around that as well. And so, so we're constantly looking at refining and figuring out how can we optimize in in every way. Um, and ironic for us as a um, as a consumer software company that our digital transformation started on the manufacturing side, uh, but that is where it started, and that's continued to evolve. Uh, right to the the growth side or the demand side of the business as well. Well,
1: when we were together just over a year ago, before this pandemic uh, hit, uh, you were explaining that uh, you were in the process of launching um, a direct-to-consumer business. And that involved a good bit of technology. Uh, I think you were the lead on that. So tell us how that uh, launch went and how the intersection with the pandemic has all come together uh, to create some some great um, great wins for you and the technology team at Cliff.
2: Yeah, so I, I did lead our uh, our initiative around direct to consumer. Uh, I'd love to take credit for the foresight of what was to come uh, starting last March, but uh, alas, we just got really lucky to be in the right place, if you want to call it that, in a pandemic. Uh, but we uh, we had a third party that was doing all of our direct to consumer. Um, it meant that. One, we didn't have the kind of flexibility in terms of capacity, in terms of go to market that we really wanted to have. And two, and, and far more importantly for us, we didn't really understand our consumer. And um, when we came to that realization, uh, which, if you think about uh, the, the ways in which we have grown without really understanding a consumer, um, we, we succeeded uh, despite ourselves. Uh, we understood our retailers, the business to business, the Walmarts, the Costco's of the world, but not our consumer. And so uh, when we went live for direct, with Direct to Consumer, uh, we were already seeing just a tremendous boom, uh, multiple uh, growth, uh, multiples in terms of growth, um, partly because of the pandemic, partly because of, of the way that uh, we went to market. Uh, but in the end, we suddenly began to understand our consumer in a very different way. Uh, one of our uh, recent uh, efforts around Direct to Consumer uh, was a joint um, exclusive. Where we went to market with a new product, our Cliff Thins line went to market uh, with both our direct to consumer exclusive and then a Walmart.com exclusive. It was the kind of thing that uh, was based on the information we began to, to, to learn from our consumers, but also the kind of agility that we've been looking for in terms of innovation using our D2C platform to incubate and to iterate in a very rapid fashion and do so with key partners was something that was never possible before. Uh, so we've already seen huge wins in terms of understanding our consumer, uh, huge wins in terms of the way we iterate and innovate, uh, and soon to be huge wins in terms of our long-term growth opportunity.
1: Well, the cliff fins are delicious. So <laughs> shameless plug here. Get your cliff fins. They're awesome. Um, how has consumer buying behavior uh, changed during the pandemic? I know that disrupted so many channels. Uh, you know, we, we never could have imagined we'd run out of toilet paper. Um, maybe some places ran out of cliff Bars, maybe other places had too many. What, how did that change your, your
2: channels? Yeah, I mean, our direct-to-consumer presence has often been the go-to spot for consumers that are trying to find one of our many flavors that they can't find locally. Uh, but what changed during the p- pandemic uh, was really um, a volatility we had never seen before. Uh, much like the toilet paper example, you know, a year ago, March, uh, last March, we saw uh, just a huge amount of hoarding across the board. Uh, we 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 were going through uh, the unthinkable in trying to allocate product across retailers because of the the huge demand. Of course, April swung the other direction, and we'd never seen that amount of volatility. And so, as we weathered through this environment, one thing that has stayed constant is that those. Um, online e-commerce behaviors from consumers has continued to to evolve, has continued to grow. Uh, And so our focus has really been around how do we best go to market and provide what our consumers want, but also work with our key retailers, an omni-channel type of partnership uh, where we're really trying to bring all that knowledge to key partners as well as making sure our direct uh, presence is as strong as it can be. Uh, So when we see, see the multiples of growth, uh, that trend has not been volatile. That's been a pretty straight trend line uh, upward, uh, which has been exciting to be a part of.
1: Well, thank you for keeping us in stock on Cliff Bars, whether we're coming to you directly or or uh, in our favorite retailer. Um, yeah, well, thank what you. I- what advice, uh, Todd, would you have for any up and coming leaders?
2: I think uh, one of the the keys uh, that I found uh, in terms of my success, especially at Cliff Bar, is to really stay humble. Um, Sounds kind of, um, uh, I, I suppose, uh, strange to, to talk about being humble. <laughs> uh, but uh, the reality is, um, I think that's been key. Uh, it's been key because uh, we as leaders at Cliff Bar really try to listen, try to listen in every way. I strongly believe that every person, no matter what their role, their their responsibility, every person has something to contribute. You can learn something from them. Um, And trying to engage in that way means they're fully committed, they're very passionate about what we're doing because we're in it together. Uh, But the the reality is a lot of the best ideas come from stakeholders or or individual contributors that uh, wouldn't have otherwise emerged unless you can create that kind of environment of complete transparency. Um, And it's not easy. It's not easy to stay humble. It's not easy to create that kind of feedback loop. One of my uh, favorite stories was early on at Cliff Bar, one of my direct reports, I, I could see he was a little uncomfortable in, in questioning things. And I was trying to, to push him to, to become exactly that. So I asked him, do you agree with everything that I say and everything we do? And he thought about it for a minute. And he said, well, no, I guess not. Uh, and I said, well, I, I would never know uh, because you're always uh, so agreeable. And, and we need more than that. We need that that kind of feedback that's going to make us better. So I gave him the challenge that in our next uh, leadership team meeting, it was a three-hour working session, uh, at some point in that meeting, I'd like for you to question something I say. Um, he thought about it and he accepted the mission, and then we had that meeting together. And uh, at about the two hour and fifty nine minute mark, he finally spoke up and said, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to go back to something you said at the beginning." <laughs> uh, but then he was a different person from that point on. He really was able to to find his voice to 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 build the kind of transparency and feedback that uh, that I think is so essential. Uh, to be able to to navigate through change, navigate through transformation, and really continue to evolve um, in an agile way as as a team, uh, and bring more value to the organization.
1: No, that's great. That was great. Um, speed round, just a few fun questions here as we wrap up. Uh, what's your favorite Cliff Bar? Uh,
2: my favorite Cliff Bar is a white chocolate macadamia Cliff Bar, uh, but but the type that comes directly off the line at our bakeries. Uh, not even wrapped yet. It's it's still steaming because it's warm, and you can't find that in stores. But uh, you know, happy to bring somebody on a tour and, and taste one of those uh, uh, if if you like. It sounds delicious.
1: Okay, I understand that uh, you've been uh, sheltered in place uh, at uh, Lake Tahoe for a year now. So, uh, skis or snowboard?
2: Definitely a snowboarder. I spent my first 15 years on skis. Um, took up snowboarding because my kids wanted to try. Uh, told them they had to commit to it for three days or else uh, you know uh, I wasn't gonna make that investment. Turns out that three day commitment was more for me because uh, after the first two days, I was wondering just how crazy I'd become. Uh, but now I've never looked back, snowboard all the way. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Airplanes, pilot or passenger?
2: Been a private pilot for years. I grew up uh, in, um, in Nebraska uh, in elementary school, overlooked off at Air Force Base and said one day I'm gonna be a pilot. Uh, took over twenty years, but finally a uh, single engine hundred and eighty horsepower piper Archer. Nice and
1: favorite music. Do you listen or play?
2: I have been a drummer since I was a a young kid. Uh, started uh, on pots and pans with tinker toys banging away. My parents couldn 't take any more and finally got me a small drum set and it 's definitely a hobby not uh, not anymore, but still love to uh, to bang away when uh, whenever I get the chance.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for being with us today. Uh, really great to, uh, to hear from you. Appreciate the, the leadership advice um, and uh, continue to crank out those cliff bars. Look forward to seeing you again soon in, in uh, Emeryville or the Bay Area.
2: Yeah, I look forward to it as well. And Frank, thanks for everything you and your team are doing. It's been a, just a tremendous asset to have such a strong network uh, that, that, is, um, uh, that is Inspire CIO.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us today for Leadership Unscripted, the place where Inspire CIO members convene, collaborate, and meet other CIOs facing similar challenges. Having a network of trusted relationships provides leadership advantage that can move mountains. Participating in spontaneous CIO member-led table conversations, the unscripted part, is what makes Leadership Unscripted unique. The answer is in the room. Are you? Attending Leadership Unscripted is an exclusive benefit for Inspire CIO members or member-invited guests. Find your local chapter at inspirecio.com where you can join or connect with a member who can invite you to a future program. The Orbi Podcast is another way to meet leading CIOs. Just search O-R-B-I-E to find it in your favorite podcast app. Well, that's all we have for today. Until next time, meet me at Leadership Unscripted.